Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Good afternoon, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and gamers of all ages. I bet these guys are surprised I can remember how to do the intro after two weeks of self-imposed isolation. Uh, it's kind of federally imposed at this point. I mean... Not at my job. How it's imposed is one thing. It's just... It's boring. Here, here's, here's the funny part, okay? Um, so we are all three of us here. We are missing the moniker because we don't know about him. But the rest of us, we've been isolated. And my job considers themselves essential to the critical infrastructure of defense. The guy sitting directly to my left. <laughs> my company, 95 of the, uh, well, actually more like 85% of the business we do, goes to his business, who were closed. We just came back online. Yeah, time. they just came back online. But if they're closed, how are we so goddamn essential if we're like primarily just serving them burgers basically uh, Not even. but yes oh <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah uh we've been in self-isolation maybe blasphemous give a suggestion if i have to role play alone well something fun was shared to me recently by a friend uh in a facebook group about gaming about doing these solo fifth edition campaigns now i have not purchased them yet we are not sponsored by these people that's why i'm not telling you their names but it brought a fun thought to mind because people were talking about how there are actually rules for running your own solo campaign straight up from having whatever books you got yes we have fantasy grounds uh roll 20 people just do it with discord and video chat uh, we used to be able to do it with, uh, what was it, Google Hangouts before that became non-existent. I used to roleplay on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, I'd like turn on a video and I'd be like, oh yeah, I wish I was that salt shaker in the background. Don't look at me, I'm a salt shaker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting and since uh, Goblin, you're the senior of senior GM Oh here. Jesus fuck, I'm nothing. I'm a mushroom. And uh, Kaz here is the second in gaming years, and I am the third. Um, I mean, really, what is? Have you guys ever had to tackle before gaming from a solo adventure, basically running your own shit? I know someone who used to do it themselves, but not going there. Yeah, like legitimately, we used to do that back in high school called Choose Your Own Adventure Books. I have some in the other room in the library. And then a little bit later on, for some strange reason, the introductory chapters to role-playing, uh, according to Pathfinder anyway, came with a one-person adventure to run yourself through a dungeon. It was introductory. Uh, beyond yeah. that... I don't really roleplay by myself unless it's in the privacy of my own bedroom. <laughs> Just saying. Look at me, I'm a salt shaker. <laughs> That's right. Well, what about you there, Kaz? I know you get a bit more adventurous out there with the gaming things. Um, I, I actually haven't done anything like a solo D&D style adventure. Although there are plenty of other games that have similar prospects. You know, Single-player games is sort of that defining adventure, even if it is just a, you know, recent, decently long script game. Look at me, I'm a salt shaker. Mm. Then there's Gabo, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, any, anything, any solo game, like uh, The Witcher 3 is a really great example, because it is still arguably a role-playing game in the abstract but that's a video that. game we're talking table topping actual role-playing not computer-aided role-playing and that's the thing is i don't actually have experience with that well, yeah you know I what i tried this once i tried it one time okay i will admit it jesus christ i didn't want to but i will 
And here's the big problem with playing by yourself or playing with yourself. It's messy. You put your book out, you put your paper out, you get your tissues, you get your lotion. You go, all right, I'm going to run through this adventure as a fighter. And you just start to hammer away, just get in there and start plowing away. And then you get to a problem, you're like, shit, how do I get past this skeleton? Because I can't sweet talk it. And my character's still broke, so no money, honey. And then you're like, shit, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to turn back one page and re-roll this door. And then, oh, look, I don't have to go through the skeleton. And then you can just cheat your way through the rest of it. Once you cheat one time in a single-person game such as that, like it's, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. You get to page 84, and you're like, fuck, I died. I Screw love this. those pages. I'm going back to page 63 and choosing option B. Then I go to page 97. Aha, I get to continue. The problem is there's no overwatching committee. There's nobody going, you can't cheat. So you're going to cheat. Mm -hmm. You want to win, so a single-player uh, book, like the ones that you're uh, showing me on the interwebs and stuff like that, no. The problem is, is you buy the adventure and you're like, if I play this legitimately, no matter what, if I play a character, I'm going to lose. So I'm going to play a cheater. And then I'm going to score, and I'm just going to get sloppy, mad, juicy stuff all over my pillow and be pissed about it because I won, but now I have to sleep in the bed I just made. <laughs> You're going to cheat. It's going to be bad. It sucks. Play with your friends. It's a lot more fun with a daisy chain than it is by yourself. Just saying. The human centipede couldn't happen without other people. Imagine the human centipede with one person just crawling around on the floor. That's what role-playing by yourself is like. It's like being a one-person human centipede. It's just lame. There's nobody, there's no GM sitting there like when the person in the front has to poop going, yes, feed her. Just saying. If you're going to role-play, role-play with other people. It, it is most of the point of it, yeah. It's more fun when you got calluses from rubbing somebody else. True. Well, we just we find ourselves in these odd times, and it raises a question because, to be honest, after having played on Roll Twenty for the past four weeks, Ugh. yeah, I've found it. Some of the stuff is easy and intuitive. The vast majority of it, though, you know. Yeah, like the character sheets. Pain in the ass. Well, no. Apparently, now there's an option of character character sheets uh, where you can actually choose between the standardized one for your system, and then there's all the you know second and third party ones where these are like people who are programming all of this in. But the hard part is, you gotta know a guy to get some of this stuff. And if you really want to be like super, like see how. Awesome roll 20 is, and this is again just my personal purview. Try to make a dude's only uh, game area. It won't happen very long. You'll get taken down, but you can have girls only, you can have LGBT only, you can have brown only, you can have black only, you can have yellow only, but if you go white only or guy only, or if you double down and white dude only, you will get fucking banhammered. Which was funny because when I brought that up to people, which is why I identify as a banana. As we were gaming on Roll Twenty, I brought that up, and everyone else there is like, "I've never heard of that." Uh, and I'm like, "This was a thing. It was going around everywhere." Yeah, this was big news. It was going around. What the fuck? But you know, that's that's definitely the thing of it is when there are issues with. You know, or Fantasy Grounds, how you need to buy everything over again. Doesn't matter if you have the books on you in order to run that in the system. You need to buy it on that system. You know, uh. it, it's like switching from Xbox to PlayStation. You can't bring your Xbox games with you if, you know, you don't have the Xbox no more. You gotta go out and buy all those PlayStation versions if they had them at all. Well, I understand a company needs to make money from somewhere. Servers don't just fall out of the sky. And then on top of that, you need someone to have a premium membership 
just so everyone can get on, everyone else in the party can get on with a free membership, and that premium might as well just be the GM. It probably usually is. And thinking about this, like, yeah, I get it, people gotta, you know, pay to run the servers and all of this, but in these times where some people are having issues with where their next check is coming from, you know... Isn't there a way, a better way of doing gaming? Like, I'm all for everybody just get uh, a camera going and doing video chat on Disco. Because everyone else is still communicating through Disco. I know that's the main place that everything's going through besides uh, Zoom. I'm, yeah, I would say, yeah, go ahead, roleplay on Discord. Just do it. Just do it. It can be done if it's done right. It can, it can also be done in other games. I mean, like, if seriously we wanted to really fucking buck down, we get on Discord for the voice chat, okay? And then we all log into an MMO, or, for God's sake, Minecraft, or Ark, or Star Trek Online, or EverQuest, or anything, and have all of our avatars gather up around the fucking table. We can roleplay in a roleplaying game, Gameception. (laughs) And that is definitely a thing. And I think that's something that a lot of people are just turning. Oh, well, I've heard of Roll20. They're advertised all over Facebook. I've heard of Fantasy Grounds or whatever the hell it is. Because, you know. Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, exactly. But but at that point, man, I honestly would. At that point, I'd rather spend my time on my computer playing a video game. It can be done, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if it's supposed to all be about interaction, I don't want to have to worry about someone wants dynamic lighting because they say it makes it more realistic, and it's like, hold on, we're playing on a 2D surface, and the dynamic lighting don't work. Or it does work, but it's weird because apparently a stack of boxes makes an X form, so if you go one square to the left, all of a sudden half your screen is now blacked out. Oh, that's how roll 20's lighting. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. I moved my character here. There was a monster right there. Where the fuck did he go? Well, you can't see him. Why not? <laughs> Dynamic lighting. Yay. <laughs> that shit is so glitchy. Very. I mean, I, to be honest, would do it just like it's a real game IRL where you don't have dynamic lighting on them uh, on your tabletop you have the squares and you just go oh I'm pulling the miniature out and putting it there now and you gotta have so many fucking screens up and if you're running a module or your own homebrew which god forbid anyone try to do that it seems if you are that dedicated to doing it and you do it more power to you homebrews can be done easy breezy I've been on quite a few live it's the importing the, the living world play. servers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been on a few LWCs, and if you have a team of GMs on those who have their shit ready to go, yeah, it's no problem, dude. Like a living world campaign, no problems. Yeah, that's all homebrew. Everything is homebrew. Everything. I'm just saying, though. Just like saying. seeing from the issues we've run into about player goes to X location where you're supposed to do X thing. Player wants to do option M. You know? And the only way like, when you're playing IRL sitting around a table, you can try and bullshit your situation, but if you're cutting out all the time because you don't have a headset, or your mic is just decided to say, fuck you today, or God forbid you lose connection. Well, you know, there are alternatives to Roll20 Mm -hmm. um, that we have discussed. And some of these alternatives, they have this ability that you can use a keyboard and type in your communications to others. You press enter on their keyboard when you're done typing in a coherent sentence, hopefully a coherent sentence. And when you press enter, it feeds this data into the server at lightning speed, like as fast as an electron can travel. Okay. And then it pops up on the screen of everybody else who's currently looking at that screen. And if they're not, and they have notifications turned on, it will annoy the shit out of them. Especially if they use at everyone. Oh god, I hate that command. 
<laughs> and then everybody else can see. Oh, hey, you know what? Tammy's microphone just died. She now has to type things in. So if she types in smiley face dot dot dot, that means we need to pause for a moment. Let her finish typing what she's typing. Hit enter. So what she enters can travel at the speed of electrons and appear on everybody else's screen. So they know what Tammy's character is doing. Mm-hmm. Because her microphone just died and she ran out of duct tape. There are workarounds. Which is surprising. You know, when I go camping, I love a good fire. We all know this. Fire! I love fire. (laughs) Which reminds me, that block of aluminum and the extra fine file are on their way. Exactly. And I do like starting metal fires. Titanium is one of my favorite things to light on fire in the forest. And I'm probably going to jail for saying that. <laughs> However, I mean, you clean up sometimes when I start building a fire, I'm like, well, shit. I didn't bring enough fire starter paper. So you know what I do? I work around the problem. And I get my hatchet and I make lots of little tiny toothpick pieces of wood. And I use those instead. So mm-hmm. if my microphone cuts out, I'm grown up enough to know that, shit, I can't communicate through my microphone. I work around it. Well, no, I'm talking about disconnections from the actual game server itself. Oh, actual disconnections from the game server itself? Uh, let's see, in the last month, Discord has only got... I, I mentioned their name, but they've only gone down once. No, I'm talking about the, on which we were gaming. Uh, my experience. Uh, it's anecdotal. Anecdote. You made me go off on a tangent for nothing. <laughs> no, I I did it when I'm I, podcasting, and sometimes somebody says something that gets me riled up. I go around. <laughs> See, I just let shit happen. God, shit, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. Uh, Worth starting a fire in the living room <laughs> at your place. Damn it! Yes, actually, I just cleaned out my fireplace. Yay, isolation! I got housework done. Oh, that, that's been a big thing, but it has been hard for people to game, and and I'm glad we have some things to do. But hey, you bring up a really good point there, guys, about when you're solo gaming. Obviously, you're gonna cheat. You're going to find a workaround. You're going to try and use whatever to get through it because, I don't know, I, with those choose-your-own-adventure books, I was that dumb kid that was like, oh, I died. Well, I'm going to start over from the the, uh, beginning chapter, speed read through the parts up to a different choice or make different choices along the way, and then find find out the other way it went. Well, here's Because I most of the time couldn't remember the page I was just on. Well, here's part of the problem with a play solo adventure game okay so you, you go out and let's say one of these books they were like what $14.99 a pop uh no they're like 10 bucks okay uh, so let 10 me bucks. pull them back up okay so while you well while we're just gonna work on the number of ten dollars the average american person makes about ten dollars an hour roughly depending on location i make a little bit more because i'm in skilled trade you make more because goddamn your union is awesome. So you know what? We're going to say $15 an hour. Because people are trying to support for that for minimum wage anyway. So $15 an hour. So that's... One of these books is approximately 40 minutes worth of work. Okay? Mm. That's 40 minutes of you handing people burgers at the window. Mm-hmm. As they and then in the drive-through. Ooh, they have this them is, IRL print for twenty-five. Ooh, IRL print for twenty-five. Twenty-five bucks for a solid print. That's an hour and twenty minutes right there, approximately, of paid work time at fifteen dollars an hour, approximately. Okay. Hour forty. I have been playing way too much Star Trek. My money, my mind right now is on energy credits and dilithium, <laughs> not real life money. But I'm just saying, we're equivalenting. The price of this book is real-life work. Is it worth 40 minutes of me making metal? 
Okay, I don't make metal. That's already kind of already there. You make cut metal into finalized shapes. Exactly. Is it worth, if I had a different job, is it worth 40 minutes of me doing customer service? Is worth this, 40 minutes of flipping burgers. Is it worth 40 minutes of flipping burgers or making cold calls or trying to sell a car, right? Is it worth 40 minutes of my time to pick up one of these books, open it up, and get 10 pages in and lose? No, I want my money's worth. I want my 40 minutes worth, and if I fail in the book 10 minutes in, that means I've got 10 minutes of or entertainment for 40 minutes worth of work. Mm-hmm. And if I get a hard print of this for 25 bucks... Like two hours work, we'll say, because you got to count taxes. Oh, yeah, you. count taxes and all that shit. So that's two hours worth of work for 10 minutes worth of fun. Well, see, that's the thing about this. Apparently, now, yeah. I, I haven't bought them. But I tried watching reviews, and God, were they a slog to get through. Because everyone's like, oh, well, I ported it to work on Roll20. I ported it to work on this. And it's like, what's the point of that point? I won't be able to pick these up. But apparently, the first couple chapters, like the first 10, 13 chapters, something like that, are literally just bunches of descriptions and tables that you're supposed to roll against. When, oh, I need to do a perception check. I'm in this area. These kind of things. Roll on this table. Okay, my 20 tells me that it is sunny outside. Okay. But you like that. And then once you get to that last chapter of tables is where it gives you the premise for sort of a, a tutorial on how to do everything. And I mean, if you're paying for just a whole bunch of random roll tables. Why don't I just buy a copy of Rollmaster? Uh, quintessentially. And just create a character. Because, you know what? In Rollmaster, and this is one of my favorite games because of this situation, you can die during character creation. So rolling up a character is an adventure in its own right. Mm. It's like, oh, well, how did my character do during their early childhood? I have all the charts and tables right here. I'm just going to roll their early childhood. And then I'm going to roll their teenage years. And then roll their adult years. All this shit before they become an adventurer. I get mm-hmm. to roll. And near the ass end of it, I can roll and be like, well, before the adventure, they went into a tavern and slipped, fell down a stairway and broke his fucking neck. There's my adventure. I just made the life story of a character with a bunch of random charts. Yay. They've already got a game for this. It's called Monopoly. <laughs> I don't remember there being random charts in Monopoly. And there is. There, there, there's a one that says chance and one that says go to jail. <laughs> and just unless you're playing Lolicon Monopoly, then they're all go to jail. Yeah. Every square go to jail. As they should be. As they should be. Yes. <laughs> there is no just visiting. It's all just the jail. <laughs> just straight to jail. <laughs> Lolicon Monopoly. <laughs> Why am I not surprised that those words came out of your mouth as a mostly serious statement? (laughs) I just... The visualization. Be like, family game night. You pull out Lolicon Monopoly. Everybody gets their tokens and they look at the board and be like, the fuck? Everybody just goes to jail and you're like, exactly. (laughs) I feel like that would be a party gag. That'd be a great party gag. Oh yeah, let's pull out some Monopoly. Oh yeah, it's a little bit of a custom board. What do you mean? Well, let's pull it out and see. I'll tell you guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's how you ended up in jail in the first place. You said, "I'll pull it out and we'll see." <laughs> I knew someone was gonna walk that door. Epstein didn't kill himself. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things of gaming in this situation. I mean, think about it. When you're making a good character. At least for me, and what I had to do recently because I've been a little out of it. I play a halfling, unchained rogue uh, investigator. Who's trying to go into the Lion Blades, right? Take that uh, prestige class, all that jazz. He has to add that every time he tells his story. Well, I'm explaining that I've, I've gotten deep into it already, you know? Balls deep. So I went through and did a bunch of research on halfling society halfling uh religion stuff like that wait to play a better society yes they do i just thought they were just like little miniature gypsy ripoffs they're not gypsy animals. ripoffs 
Mm-hmm. They're supposed to uh, represent the dumb English countrymen. Uh, so they're hobbits. Yeah. Remember, they once were literally just hobbits. I and know. then they got sued. <laughs> yes. That's what happens when you have an idea and you go, this will make a great D&D supplement for a single player game. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm just... I'm making shit up. Anyway, continue your story. So, in order to flesh out the character, I ran him through just random events and encounters and things because I want to know how would this character do so I could get into their headspace because I want to play a good character when we're in a a high role-playing game. We do a lot of RP. It's not just I call my stat and roll and did I make the check or not. It's how you say. It's what you say. And for this game, I actually delve deep into what is this character why did i just put all these things together besides the fact that they sound cool and actually give me decent stats for when i actually get to ro- just roll fucking dice mcstabby so, no, I, I just got a great idea hmm. you know we well, we did this on an episode before our lockdown and we were talking about using the internet to role play games right yeah and you know get together do stuff on discord or those other sites you know that plebs use damn it i didn't get any pepsi coins anyway you still um, do those yeah it's on the back of my can thing here but no pepsi coin for me anyway um Sadness. no i just got this great idea use a voice changer oh i've heard the one you put, you'd put yeah on. i've got one that's got like shit i paid 15 bucks for it and it has somewhere in the 60 to 80 it was like 68 voices <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I remember you saying it was. Yeah, it was, it was it, pretty close to 70. Yeah, it's pretty close to 70, but for 15 bucks, that's a great GM tool right there. A uh, little pro tip, just an idea that came to me, because I want to jump on your guys' server when you're role-playing and use, like, the dark, evil Venom voice and just, like, every 30 minutes be like, and your character dies. <laughs> but it would sound more like, and your character dies. <laughs> I can't do it. You know, just... For those of us who can't do voice acting... It's even got a little girl voice, and I do. I sound like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty freaky, dude. Like, my hair's going gray, but I put in the little girl voice. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Just saying, you could use that for your halfling voice, too. <laughs> that, I want to buy a whore! You know, just bam, there you go. I'm playing a halfling, not a gnome. <laughs> Shade getting thrown. Uh, the only sound gnomes should make is the sound of decomposing. I mean, it could be worse. I could be one of these inbred nobles in the game. <laughs> oh, shots fired. They don't even listen. He can do that. Mm. One of them sitting at the table with us. Yeah, but he's a diva. <laughs> but no, that, that, it's one of the yeah, things. Yeah, shots of, fired. Pow, pow. Of Don't you run a character through sort of a mock adventure when you're trying to flesh out the character whether you know whether or not you need to know if they need something to get better stats or better that should dice be one way or another. a standard for everyone is to just mock adventure or come up with some ideas of what their character did before becoming an adventuring type uh sh- shit fuck piss cunt dick rape fuck shit god damn it there's a game out there, and the book cover is kind of blue. Actually, it's a really dark, like, midnight blue, and it's got a title on it, and it's a ripoff from the vampire, the masquerade setting. Shit, fuck, piss, pussy, cunt, rape, dick. It's, it's name is, it's called role-playing game, and you play... A character with basically you're a human with special superpowers. It has 20 questions in it though. And if I ever fucking remember the name of this book, basically it's got 20 questions you should ask during character creation. Like, what is your favorite color? Who is, you know, the most inspirational athlete you, um, you paid attention to? What was your favorite book? Uh, cats or dogs? Yeah, you know, just just little basic twenty questions. 
but chicken it was, or tuna. Chicken or tuna. You know, burgers or pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, um, describe your mother's hair, which is just kind of a weird but very personal question, right? But it also helps give you your character's outlook on the rest of the world. And by the time you get done with these twenty questions, you're like, "Holy fuck, this character could not be any more complete." And as part of the role playing experience, when you're making a character, you should be thinking about things like this. Yeah, absolutely. A player checklist on their own would be a very powerful tool for every character you make, where you just have these little, a fucking check sheet that you built yourself. You answer all these questions like, "Oh, my mother's hair was, you know, shiny with a slight curl." Sure, it, it's not very explanatory, but maybe it means more to your character, like it would mean more to a real person. Or as a GM, I could take this checklist and. Yeah, it's time for them to go into some chthonic horror shit. Now they see their mother's hair is mutating into, like, fucking tentacles and fucking horrid shit. Because I want to get into that mind space of the player and really the character to fuck with them. You know, it's a good way to personalize encounters, too. My mother's hair smells like tuna. <laughs> Not chicken. Just saying. Fuck! I can't remember that game! God, what was it? Shit. Was it the one we were playing? Fuck! Dude, I am. <laughs> you full brain I am in full brain seizure right now. I like. I can visualize <laughs> the book cover, but not the name of it. <laughs> God damn it! So, moving on. Moving on. What do, what do you think on this, Kaz? I mean, when it comes down to it in character creation, because I know you've made a lot of characters. Ah, yes. So, how have you gone through to really flush them out? Have you done, basically, running a quote-unquote solo adventure? Have you done anything that really is just you, the books, and the dice in this way? Yes. Um, so, part of the things you can do with character creation is listen to music, and you can also, this is a trick Goblin has brought up in the past, when you need to get back in that headspace, to play that kind of music again. Oh, I you silenced I did, and apparently, notifications is not part of ringtone anymore. Oh, Dick. move. So lucky we no longer have jelly beans. Anyway, you were saying, Kaz. But what you can do, like what I've done in the past, um, there are certain systems and books that are that have really good flushing out character stuff. Um, uh, Xanatar's Guide to Everything in the newer uh, 5e has a bunch of roll tables that you can do, because I myself am fucking horrible at filling out details without some kind of table. I am terrible. I know this. But that's why you like Five E so much. Very and well, baby. Hold your whole game. Oh, I want to play a role-playing game that makes my character for me. Might as well play Fifth Edition. Shots fired. I mean, or Pathfinder Two E. Actually, it's not shots fired. That's just me like shooting a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, quit beating it. Nah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go hardcore to hardcore horror. Uh, I've been in isolation for two weeks. I'm ready for whores. You know, surprisingly, that's the number two. No, no the, the number three thing on everyone's list in the UK is they want to sleep with someone they don't know. A stranger. Good time to go to the UK when this is all over, fellas. Um, um, oh, boy. No. So, let's go hardcore of hardcore. Hardcore! If you're trying to actually go and create a character, Goblin, what in your opinion is the most hardcore system to do creation in? Oh my word! The most hardcore system I would have to say in my experience, and I have heard stories of other game systems, but if I were to create a character I would go with anything published by Palladium. 
Because you can make a character by the core book, yes. Um, also, actually, I'm going to give this a neck and neck because Palladium and GURPS kind of go head to head on this one because they both have the same issue. Yes, you can use the core rulebook to create a character. Just fine, no problem, all fancy dancy. However, there's options over here! There's options A, options B, options C. Uh, last time I played Rifts, I used six books to create a character, and it took me three hours. And that's because I knew where everything was that I was looking up. So I had six books in front of me, all of them cracked open to specific pages. Some of them bookmarked to alternate pages as well for other rules and settings, stuff so I'd have to look up. And GURPS can do the exact same thing. You know, if we're playing a GURPS game, I can open the core rulebook, I can open up one of the arsenal rulebooks for a specific arsenal item. Then I have some character traits that I want out of another book. And I can just keep stacking books and on top of books. So I would have to say either Steve Jackson Games GURPS or Palladium Games Rifts. Or uh, Palladium Fantasy. Just Palladium. So GURPS are those, because you can stack so many fucking books on top of each other uh, to create a character. As far as hardcore goes, by the time you get done with that character sheet, you have basically spent time writing a novella. Mm -hmm. In just skills, traits, attributes, gear, background stuffs, merits, flaws. Just, yeah, all the Everything. crazy shit. By the time you're done with either one of those, you will know what color the hair is on their toes. That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Or you can go super handholdy mode and go for 5e. 5e is very handholdy. It rolls your character for you. I, I don't even need to think of a character that I want to play. I just roll some dice and it does it for me. You don't I might as well just hand dice. the character to it. I know, I don't even have to roll dice, but, you know, I might as well put a little bit of effort into it before I hand in my homework to the DM and let him just run the game the exact same way I built the character. It can run it fucking self. Why am I even there? When you can get a monkey to roll up a fucking character and you can have that monkey hand the character sheet to another monkey who can throw the game book across the room into a pile of monkey shit and the game has completed itself. Just with a pack of monkeys throwing pencils, dice, and books around and rubbing shit all over their faces. That's 5e right there for you. It is so super simple. A blind, retarded, Helen Keller rejected chimpanzee can do it. And I mean, that, that is sort of one of the things, depending on systems you choose, you know, it, it all goes into that. And I mean, we could go into... A world of darkness. There is only one game system that is easier than playing 5th edition. You know what that game system is? Ah. Boiling water! <laughs> it's a game where you put water in a metal container. You put that metal container on the stove and you turn the stove's dial to say medium and walk away. That is the only game easier than making a character in 5th edition. And to think, you had to pay, what, 90 bucks for the core book? Um, it's not that expensive now. Now. Early, sure, yeah. <sighs> Anyways. You just had to mention 5th edition to get me riled up. <laughs> just had to, didn't you? Well, you, it happened. We haven't done a podcast in so long, I felt you needed to get these at, off your chest. I mean, it's not like EA made a good RPG. <laughs> Now you're just setting firewood. We got another twenty some minutes to fill. Well, don't we also have to do the lightning round? Like, what was wasn't that the That's thing? That's the last five. You'll feel better on the ride home. I am so pissed right now. You had to mention fifth edition and EA. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to fucking bait me, dude. <laughs> I, I called him out on it too. No, I think if you, you are not the master of baiting, <laughs> I will not walk out of this place with your toes and my jam combined intermixed because of your baiting. <laughs> Just saying, good sir. 
Monkey shit! Could be Blizzard. <laughs> Why are you like <laughs> Oh yeah? Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We do actually have some real-life gaming news. Oh, Lord. Who we declared do? bankruptcy? No, he's mentioning all these game companies, and a lot of them, like Artelsorian Games, and what's left of fucking EA and stuff, most of them have gone fairly radio silent in the last couple of weeks for good reason. There's kind of a flu going around, bro. Right. Yeah. Right? It's it's sort of a big deal. Oh wait, hold on. This is this is one way that apparently a bunch of uh, YouTubers have gotten around it. Um, it's not that there's a flu going around. No, just everyone is being offered tickets to the Backstreet Boys reunion. <laughs> um, I, as one channel put it, you know, it's the Modelo virus. <laughs> Mandela virus. No, the mo Modelo. The Modelo virus. <laughs> I'm sure it would have just swapping out one beer for another. But anyway, as far as gaming news, and you actually posted this to me. Yep. And you know, this is one of the few game companies that hasn't gone completely silent. <laughs> Fucking Wizards of the Coast wanted to publish a card. They already had it. Fucking. Uh, the art done, the letterboxing, the text. Oh, yeah. Everything was already done. And then it goes to print, and they're like, fuck, we gotta stop the printers. <laughs> because it has, what was it? It's Corona. God it's Godzilla with a Corona death beam. No, no, no. It's Space Godzilla. Oh, Space Godzilla. And its breath weapon, it was uh, Death's Corona. Yes. So, yes, that is printed on a card, which people already have foils of, which surprisingly only sell for about 30 bucks a pop. I mean, it's still... It's going to be ultra rare, man, a collector's item. But the fact that they printed this card out before the shit hit the fan, that's, like, fucking predictive right there. Like, praise Keck kind of shit. <laughs> mean magic in real life, that's, bro. That's shit mean magic together. in real life, that somebody would print... Fucking Corona. Oh, no, these were all printed months ago. These, oh, months these ago? These boxes have just been sitting in warehouses waiting. <laughs> and they were probably printed in fucking uh, China or Japan, where the big printers are. Yeah, they were probably printed in China. No lie there. Um, corona death. Death Corona! Well, okay. But still, that, that's just one of the things of... In these times, we're taking deeper looks. I know I've done a lot of reading into my game books lately to find things, and oi. I, I have mean, read Clan Book Sedite a lot. <laughs> I just, yes, as these guys know, I've been playing uh, Star Trek online for about 12 hours a day, but I do need to get up and move around occasionally, you know, make sure that I have circulation and shit. It's whenever he has to pee out all that Mountain Dew. No, actually, I, like I told you, man, I've been drinking like 24 cups of coffee a day. Coffee! coffee. So, as we know, when coffee wants to leave the system... <laughs> it does way. not use the front. <laughs> Sometimes, in such large quantities, you need reading material. I have set aside such time for reading the old Vampire the Masquerade books. And I do like reading Clan Book Sedite over and over and over. So yes, we have been delving a lot into our gaming materials. Some of us by choice, some of us by giving ourselves that choice. <laughs> and some out of necessity for the sake of gaming. Mm, sure. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird, you know? Like, even I'm getting to the point where I want to start rolling dice again just because I'm fucking bored. Right. And that, you know, that brings us back to the original, quasi-original topic of, like... Solo gaming. Solo gaming, and, and it's kind of turned into character gen, because that's what you can do. Well, that's because you basically are doing a solo adventure when you're creating the character. Pretty much. Uh, unless you're in certain systems, because it's just, oh, I pick blue, so I'm putting down everything on the blue pages. Yeah. Well. 5e. My, my little two cents on the subject of creating a character, everything has a reason. Every skill that you have, every 
trait, every piece of equipment has a reason. Just like the alchemy skill. I had to. <laughs> I just had to. Inside. That's inside information, dear listener. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> yeah. You have been a bad Padawan. Now feel the power of this fully armed and operational Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I hand you this. Oh, I can zap him with the bug zapper. <laughs> Shit, it works. Fuck. Ow. Piss. Dick. Fuck. <laughs> it works. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I, I handed it to him. He did it of his own volition. I've been locked in a house for two weeks, dude. I haven't touched a barbed wire fence or an electrical fence or a bug zapper thinger in a while. I just... Ow. That was quite a shock. To, my finger is numb. Yeah, it is, it's numb. That, that, that thing kicks ass. Kills Bugs dead. We have two of them in the house. You can get into a sword fight with those. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so character creation is pretty much the best part because you cannot cheat. Well, you. It depends. If the GM puts rules out of no, you can't use anything in these books and someone sneaks it in then yeah that's cheating well duh but i'm just saying that like character creation like say crack the core book for uh the first vampire the masquerade second edition or even second edition revised you can't cheat it's seven five three thirteen nine five that's how many skill points you get that's how many attribute points you get you only get x amount of points for disciplines you can't really cheat they're the the rules are pretty much so hard-baked that a GM can look at your character sheet and has absolutely no doubt whether or not you're fudging shit. It is such a simple game. I mean, just look at the number of dots and go, Oh, he has seven, six, three for dots. Why does he have one more in that second column? Let's look at his merits. Ah, he has a merit that allows him to have one extra point in stamina. That's why he put his six in physical. I see. It's that easy. In comparison, checking a character sheet for Dungeons and Dragons, a lot easier to cheat. 3-5. 3-5, or even Pathfinder, because some of the rules are just so wibbly-nibbly. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody seems to forget about the, you know, one extra... Skill point if you're playing a human. They yeah. just that they forget about that one extra skill point or one extra hit point. It's easy to sneak that by. Uh fucking Call of Cthulhu. Not that easy to cheat in some regards and in other regards. You just gotta know where to cheat. If you know where to cheat, you're golden. Rifts. It's impossible to cheat it. It is beyond impossible because by the time you hit level 4 with your character, everything is so fucking out of order. Neither you or the GM knows what the fuck is going on anymore, and he just decides to roll with it. And because you don't want to rework shit, because it's going to take at least two hours, you just roll with it. Both of you. Everything is so fucking out of order. You're just like, fuck it. The character's just got a life of his own. He's growing. I just put him in a pot, add water. Boom. Character. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. I was—I tried to trim a few leaves, and it grew back with more. So I just fucking left it alone. It's, it's wild. It's free. It's crazy. It's, it's going to get up out of the pot one day and beat the shit out of the cat. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, risk character sheets are impossible to, you know, at level one, yeah, you can cheat a little bit here and there. But by the time you hit level four, level five, everything is just so out of fucking order. It's like one of those episodes of Hoarders. That living room is a character sheet. It was once a TV, a couch, a sofa, a nice little rug, but now it's just... Lost a dog in there. We, we found a corpse. Right? And a dog. And a couple treasure hunters. Seriously. Yeah. Like, one of them had the whole cowboy hat thing and a whip. It was funny. 
Yeah, yeah, we found a pair of assless chaps in there. I don't even own assless chaps, but they were in the pile. <laughs> you know, that that's a character sheet by level five. You don't know. It, I, I don't remember writing assless chaps on my character sheet, but they're there now. It just <laughs> happened. You know, list, uh, anything written by Palladium, the character sheet is, in essence, partially quantum in nature. <laughs> Ever-changing and never knowable. You know, there, there's a constant amount of atoms in and on the character sheet at all times. It's just some of those atoms disappear and are replaced from atoms that we don't know where they came from. Spooky action at a distance. It, it's spooky action at a distance. Just shit appears and shit disappears and you can't explain it. For all we know, the character sheet is also partially like expanding at a constant ratio because of dark matter, but because of its quantum nature, enough of the dark matter bleeds off we don't even notice. Risk character sheets are spooky. <laughs> they, they, they just creep me the fuck out. Quantum spook. Like, you could probably, like, hook up a couple of, like, uh, electronic wires to it, you know, a capacitor and a clock battery, and charge the battery, and not know where the charge is coming from. <laughs> no, and it does what it must because it can. And yeah, that's what was will be thing. what will be was. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking worm. You might as well just write on every character sheet, you might as well just write praise Neothartap. Because <laughs> you don't know, dude. So how would it go if you were to try and run a... Like, I guess it really comes down to running a solo game, it defeats the purpose of this role-playing. Because right, it's supposed yeah. to be gaming by committee. Well, role-playing in its own right is... I mean, like, even duo role-playing just doesn't have... And I can't believe I'm saying this as the, the token guy who likes to be away from groups. But role-playing by its own initiative is better with at least three people plus GM, if not four, five, or six people plus GM. Solo gaming is by far the worst experience... Duo role-playing might as well just be jacking off with somebody else in the same room because that's about all that you're accomplishing is just mutual masturbation. The GM is like, I want my ego stroked. I want people to pay attention to what I have to say. And the player is like, I want somebody who's willing to spend time running a game and make it all about me. It's just an ego rub. You're paying a dominatrix at that point. You're basically paying a geminatrix. A Demonatrix. Gimnasterbix. <laughs> Referee NX. You well, yeah. out of words. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going back to Mominatrix, but anyway. <laughs> With a group of at least three people plus GM, if not more players, is better. There's just something inherently about it when you're sitting around in a group activity such as role playing. That it becomes a group activity, and once you have a taste, and I know that's probably not the best word to use, <laughs> once you have a taste of a group, you never want to go back to the taste of an individual. <laughs> or, heaven forbid, a taste of yourself. Okay? It's better in a group. It's better playing human centipede when there's other people crawling with you. I don't know why I go back to that. It's a shit movie. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to solo roleplay, just roll up characters, turn on a PlayStation, or stare at a blank wall and daydream. Because staring at a blank wall and daydreaming costs you absolutely nothing and accomplishes the exact same thing as getting a rule set. Except you save money. Pretty much. You, you save a lot more money just daydreaming or listening to music or watching a movie. Because that's basically what solo role-playing is. It's reading a book, watching a movie, or staring at a blank wall. Okay. Or playing 5th edition. Woo-hoo-ha-ha! 
Alright, so that brings us to the lightning round. Oh, time for uh, rapid fire, the lightning round. Alright, I got one. Alright, so PC Gamer yesterday <laughs> released an article saying Bandai Namco is giving away copies of uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 on Steam, Xbone, and PS4. If you basically just go to the store of your choice through Steam, whatever the marketplaces are for the consoles, by I think it's May 10th this year, you can pick up a copy for free and it's yours forever. Nice! Because they wanted to be encouraging people to de to actually stay the fuck home. That's, at least that was the aspersion, but it's still a free game. It's Pac-Man for fucking free. Waka forever. waka waka. Yeah, exactly. Waka 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 waka. I will have to give props to our Talsorian games in the last couple of weeks. Because not only is Pac-Man free, but our Talsorian games, and of course our favorite Game maker of the year right now, Mike Pond Smith, who is awesome sauce in his own right. Anyway, our Telsorian games makers of Teenagers from Outer Space, which is a fucking great game in its own right. Don't play it solo. It's better with friends. Just saying, once you get a taste of a group, especially a group known as Teenagers from Outer Space. <laughs> um, that's starting to sound like that other game where everyone goes to jail. I mean, They're late teens, which runs with eight teens. <laughs> anyway, uh, they story. are also giving. Uh, they also recently gave away teenagers from outer space, and they've been doing their own stuff uh, in the hellscape known as Twitter, which has, has been my that. only like social outlet for two weeks. Ugh. We can tell. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> anyway, in the hellscape known as Twitter, they have also been putting out tweets, and they've been doing this on Facebook from what I've under uh, heard also. They're doing awesome stuff on the background. They're giving doing like super sales. They've been doing game giveaways. They've been doing digital downloads for free. So if you've been paying attention to Artelsorian Games, who are currently making Witcher or doing Witcher stuff, yeah, they're doing Witcher stuff. They're also um, in league right now with CD Projekt Red doing Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. So if you want a big name drop, there you go. They're doing Cyberpunk 2077. But they're also doing Witcher stuff on the side. The two companies have been getting in bed and getting cozy. And role-playing together as a two-player GM player team... Um, hodgepodge. I get the marriage of We put Corbin Dallas and Lilu in the <laughs> regenerator for a couple of hours. Pairing going on with the two of them. <laughs> anyway, if you've been paying attention to Thank this. Thank you for that reference. You're welcome. They have been giving away free shit. So, after this whole nastiness goes aside, remember that one game company out there was at least willing to give away free shit. Who's the AAA market? Just to keep us entertained while we're at home. Unlike Ubisoft or EA or... Wizards of the Coast. White Wolf. Just saying. <laughs> so far. that That's my lightning. Your turn. I'm just... Biggest thing I'm, I've had going around in the gaming world is simply that... The trying to keep people home thing has extended to the Nintendo... Their sales have been insane. Their giveaways have been insane. Um, you know, but they also want people to do more than just play games. They want you to get up, go outside, walk around. Um, so they do have a bunch of that going on in their social media. And because I had to create a Nintendo store account, I've been getting emails at the wazoo about, well, we're doing this, trying to help people, keep people employed, people working from home. If you have issues, use the email. We'll call you, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's really fucking awesome of Nintendo, considering that during the last round of the uh, console wars, they really kind of screwed the pooch with the uh, Wii U. 
and they've come back fighting with the Switch. I mean, mine is sitting right there. But it's all the stuff they're doing behind the scenes that is really making it great, is that they are working to try and make sure everything continues working. How's your finger, Gob? He's talking right now. <laughs> Nintendo. That's all I got. Okay, well, I just... My finger's still numb. <laughs> Game Goblin signing out. See you next week. Uh, can back to the skies. Safe gaming, folks. Darth Blasphemous signing off. Dude, the internet companies have got to be making a fucking mint right now.